0: This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. This is George Newbern, the voice of Superman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
0: Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode 241 of the DC AU Review. I am Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. And Cal, we are back not just for the last episode of the year, not just for uh, you know, a look back at the year that was 2022 for our show, but it's also the five-year anniversary of our show debuting. Yeah, yeah! Happy anniversary, bud.
0: It's uh, you, man. hard to believe that we've been at it this long, and that we found a way to stretch this thing out for <laughs> half of a decade's <laughs> worth of, of of episodes. So look at uh, look at us go! I, it's a big accomplishment, you know. Um, it's it's been an honor. We talked a little bit about it on our our Kevin Conroy tribute episode that we did. But um, you know, it's it's one of my favorite things that we get to do. You and I, as adults, we don't live in the same house. We don't get to see each other on a on a regular basis. However, we have a, we have an appointment, pretty much a standing appointment, once a week where we we get to spend time together and and reminisce and talk about these cartoons and and uh, and spend time together. So, uh, not only has uh, is the enjoyment there for putting putting content out for other people to enjoy but uh, as brothers we get to continue to uh to have our relationship uh you know flourishes as we uh, even well into our our 30s or almost 30s in, in the case of you that's right uh
1: so it's been it's been a great year cal and uh, like like we sort of did at the beginning of last year here at the end of this year we're gonna look back on some of the reviews that we did this year And look back with what our our favorite and uh, in some cases least favorite uh, episodes that we reviewed in 2022 were as well as we'll look back on some of our our special guest correspondence that we had on and uh, some of the other uh, various DCAU themed highlights that happened uh, around the world uh, of of DC Comics when it comes to tie-ins and animation and and uh, merchandise in some cases so we've got a we've got a lot to get to here cal and i think we can start it off by looking at our favorite episodes of 2022 what do you say
0: Uh, hey that sounds like a great place to start for me you know we we covered a lot we uh we we had more than 50 we had at least 51 episodes. I I didn't go back to count how many bonus episodes we uh, we ended up with this year, but I know we didn't have as many as we did in 2021 because there wasn't as much extra DCAU content to cover. Uh but uh yeah, we um, we we covered covered plenty enough on our standard episodes. As we mentioned, we took one week off for Christmas this year, and uh, the rest, every other week this year, we had at least one new episode that came out. And uh, yeah, starting with our top episodes, we might as well uh, count down from. Uh, and these are our highest scoring episodes, in, in no particular order. Well, I guess in the particular order that we covered them, we'll be fine. Uh, but uh, we'll start with episode two hundred, Liam. That was a a landmark episode for uh, for our podcast as. You know, we celebrated that big round number. And uh, we did so by covering one of the seminal events happening in Batman, the animated series and that was with the demons quest parts one and two and uh of course you and i both loved this episode uh me just a little bit more than you but uh we we started uh we celebrated our 200th episode by me giving that episode a 37 out of 40 and you giving that episode a 35 out of 40 but uh man what a what a great episode to to have on our 200th episode and something to certainly celebrate but uh, man that that episode in and of itself is, is somewhat of a masterpiece. I say,
1: absolutely, and it is. You know, you do get two parts. You have a little extra time to uh, to tell your story. But honestly, it's so uh, it's so epic in scale. It's it's so grand. It feels like it's a little bit Indiana Jones. It's a little bit uh, like Lawrence of Arabia or something. You have that amazing score uh, across those two episodes, and you know you have the. You know, the dramatic sword fighting, of course, you know, you know, reminiscent of the the famous Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams uh, Batman comics of the 70s brought to life in this animation. Uh, When we had a friend of the show, Kevin Altieri on the show, he talked about how uh, seminal those comics were to him and how lucky he felt to be able to direct those episodes uh, in the case of the Demon's Quest parts one and two. And uh, and bringing those characters to life, and, and you just feel like uh, uh, to to, uh, to coin a phrase here, like the hierarchy of power in uh, in the DC <laughs> universe changed when Ra- when Rachel <laughs> Gould shows up, and uh, it's it was a great deal of fun uh, revisiting that episode. That's definitely one I think on the short list when we when we all uh, way back in 2017 started doing our show. That was one we're like, oh man, can't wait to talk about this one. And, uh, and that was a, a great deal of fun there.
0: Yeah, five years later, we finally, or a little less than five years later, we finally made it to that episode and did so with a lot of fanfare and uh, and glee and being able to cover it. That, of course, as we mentioned, reflected in our scores for the episode. Uh, Liam, we didn't have to wait too much longer for another slam dunk of an episode as we uh, we turned the page just one week later to episode 201. And this episode ended up being our highest scoring episode of the entire year actually and uh we weren't alone on that ep- on this covering this episode we had a very special guest correspondent and that was when we covered his silicon soul with uh with artists uh, especially known for his work on batman the adventures continue that being jordan gibson uh and uh we uh, we covered his his silicon soul and boy howdy what an episode that was
1: yeah it was like a, it was a really cool experience obviously just a, again another seminal episode of the series that we were excited to tackle but getting to uh to chat about that with Jordan was so much fun uh Jordan really uh, I think I think we learned across that episode and certainly in our our correspondence with Jordan leading up to when we recorded that that we're we're really cut from the same cloth as far as our our love for for the DCAU and and for Batman and the animated series as well so to get to relive such a seminal episode with jordan who of course has done such great work on the batman the adventures continue comics and will be doing uh some some more great work in the new year when the, the new season of that drops uh it was it was a great deal of fun and i mean that episode is i think even though it is in some ways a sequel it stands alone in the sense of what it what i think it it overall represents it's the evil twin episode it's an easy thing to grasp for whether you're a kid or an adult watching it for the first time. But it also, to me, and we talked about that at the time, Cal, it gets to the heart of, and uh, you know, not to, not to stir up any tired internet flame wars, but <laughs> at the heart of who I really believe the Batman character to be, which is the, the robot is built so perfectly. He's so much like Batman. That he would rather destroy himself in the end than allow uh, innocent people to come to harm, uh, rather than let anyone die, and and it, and he sort of comes to that realization when he thinks he's accidentally killed Batman. Uh, it's it's such a beautiful episode, um, as we will continue to talk about. Uh, the specter of Kevin Conroy kind of hang will hang over this year, uh, and every year after because of uh you know because of his. His surprising death later in the year, but just a, a tour de force performance by by Kevin Conroy playing both the android Batman and, of course, the real Batman, as well as Eph- Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. in that episode. So getting to relive all of that with Jordan was just such a treat for for all of us, I think. Yeah, it was it
0: was great to have Jordan's perspective also from a artistic point of view. Uh, we got to, uh, you know love hearing those professional opinions. We talked about it last year when we had, uh, or two years ago when we had Monica Kubina, the the colorist for Batman the mm-hmm. Anime. Uh, Batman the Avengers continue and best friend of the show of course when she was on she shared some some insights as far as color palettes and some of the things that you know the layman you know us us who aren't trained professional artists aren't necessarily looking but but once you hear those those perspectives, it gives you uh, a, a way to observe and try and take in the episodes in a new way. So, uh, hearing Jordan's perspective on some of the artwork and and uh, and what this episode uh, meant to Jordan was just uh, it was it was a treat. And uh, I didn't mention it. The reason why it was the highest score across the board is we all gave it four perfect scores, forty out of forty, which puts it in extremely rarefied air for the for the series we don't have too many too many episodes that are that are in that perfect 40 out of 40 um, so that shows you right then and there uh, what a what a fantastic episode that was. So man, what a what a treat there. Uh, we uh, we uh, only had a few more episodes uh, after this one before we picked up our next top pick of the year, and that was episode 205, Liam shifting way uh, into the future. Well, not too far into the future, but further into the future uh, chronologically, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Here as we, uh, we uh, covered the just. League Unlimited episode double date, which uh, was one, again, we talked about episodes we had been highly anticipating. Once we, once we sort of broke the seal on the, the Justice League Unlimited episodes and especially started delving into the Cadmus arc as we, we did towards the tail end of last year and, and beginning into this year, a double Date was one that was high on the list for me to cover and, and and for you to cover as it is a is a fan loved episode near and dear to, to my heart and uh, it reflected in our scores for it as well I gave it a 37 out of 40 and you gave it a 35 out of 40 so another one of those memorable episodes for multiple reasons. <laughs> Uh, having the 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 green arrow black canary and huntress and and uh, and the question team up there sort of rivaling each other throw in stephen mandragora and a mystery and uh, whether or not uh, huntress is going to get her opportunity to actually uh, kill the man that killed her family and boy you're making up a uh, a pretty good good mix of of storytelling right there and uh man uh, what a what a great performance by our, our voice actors and actresses and some great great sequences and and chase scenes and vehicles it's uh it's a really really fun episode and uh it lived up to the hype I dare say
1: absolutely it's definitely I think one of the ones that stands out in those first two seasons of JLU uh, of course, being written by the great uh, Gail Simone, who has you know had such a prolific career in in comic writing and and uh, and brought her kind of unique sensibilities. Another one of those comic writers that should probably be a millionaire and isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as far as her style and the impact she had on you know a lot of the you know the the modern Marvel movies and things like that, um, I think she probably doesn't get the credit she deserves, but her coming on to the series and, and, and we actually had got to have a few interactions with her over social media. And she was very complimentary to, to our show, which we certainly appreciated. And, and, uh, and it's, it's such a joy. That episode is such a joy and, and it has a, uh, it is fun as, as fun and kind of wacky and quippy as that episode gets, you still, it still tugs on your heartstrings at the end when, uh, you know, when Mandragora is shielding his son, from, uh, from the Huntress, just like her father had shielded her from, uh, from Mandragora, and, and is Huntress going to kind of continue this cycle of violence that was started and, and that she was witness to? It's, it's very dramatic and, and, and manages to, to walk that line between the, the fun superhero action and the quips and the lighthearted nature of, uh, of part of the episode with the uh, the, you know, the more dramatic superhero Uh, resolutions of it so a great deal of fun was had certainly when we covered that one absolutely
0: and uh about 20 episodes later we uh we covered the next entry on our top five highest scored episodes of the year and that was another batman the animated series that uh, batman the animated series pretty much dominates this list as we'll see <laughs> in just a moment but uh batman the animated series episode as we uh we got the first episode featuring scarface read my lips Liam, this uh, this one just fell a few points shy of a perfect score from both of us, uh, ending up a 39 out of 40 for myself, and a 37 out of 40 for you. This is another one of those episodes, and we actually just recently talked about it uh, on uh, th- this month, I think, when we when we covered uh, our our last last ep- episode review of the year. And uh, this is one of those episodes where everything sort of works together in harmony, in mm-hmm. that you have uh, some great. Voice acting, you have tremendous visuals, you have a fun plot, and then you have an unforgettable soundtrack. And all of these parts fit together, creating this dynamic, memorable, unique episode that takes such on paper a silly concept in that your main villain is a ventriloquist doll like that's (laughs) your that's your main villain is a ventriloquist doll but it roots it and grounds it in in reality and and uh you know you end up and delving into things that make it help you suspend disbelief for 22 minutes <laughs> and uh and think that this may be something that could actually happen in the real world and it's uh it's a it's a ton of fun as i mentioned episode 225 was the one that we covered on that on that one and uh Boy, it, it's it's not a surprise. I think that that one, when again you look at the episodes that we were excited about reviewing, uh, I think the soundtrack alone got me excited and hyped enough to uh, to to get to reviewing that episode, and we finally did. And uh, again, it's uh, it's not a surprise
1: that our scores were pretty pretty darn high for that one. Absolutely, it's a, it's a good year for jazzy uh, soundtracks. I think <laughs> in our in our favorite episodes here, but yeah that one that one's so much fun, uh, George Zunza playing both the ventriloquist and Scarface, uh, of course, who went on to voice Perry White in Superman and Superman and other voice act- and voice roles in DCAU as well. He's so much fun in that there's a lot of comedy that comes from that character and the way the the various characters, whether it's the ventriloquist or, or Earl Bowen as as Rhino or, or even Kevin Conroy's Batman, all interacting with the puppet in different ways. <laughs> is is so much fun as you mentioned it's a very funny and, and fun script um because it's very much sort of a, a classic mobster tale in certain ways except that the fact that the the mob boss is a, is a puppet so you have this this very fun kind of a very batman twist on the story as you mentioned the soundtrack is fantastic and uh, and then we have uh, just yeah, just uh, just great. It's a it's a great, uh, great piece of uh, even your know, Batman being like held captive and held suspended above like a bunch of mannequin hands. That's how he's <laughs> going to fall to his death as be stabbed to get death by sharp mannequin finger fingernails is yeah. just a very strange and wacky episode. But it, it, it all comes together so beautifully, as you said, and it's uh, it's it's quite a bit of fun.
0: Well, and not only is he about to be killed by, by razor-sharp tips on mannequin hands, but the way he escapes is we learn that <laughs> Zatanna, uh, or Zatara rather, trained him to be a, uh, a world-class ventriloquist himself.
1: So, <laughs> Which does lead to maybe the best, the best part of the episode, which is when the ventriloquist protests. Uh, when Batman uh, impersonates him by saying my lips didn't even move and, <laughs> and, and Scarface replies by saying so what you're a ventriloquist it's it's so funny and it's delivered well and it's written beautifully so it's just uh that that whole uh, that whole finale of that episode is just such such a great deal of fun and it's everything that's great about this show and it, it was fun getting to relive that this year there you go
0: all right and uh liam uh, before we mention our last last top episode here i will mention we had a lot of episodes that were sort of mid uh mid 30s and and lower 30s that uh that were not batman the animated series but uh it it was just a year we covered uh, a lot of batman the animated series this year with it being its 30th anniversary so uh, and us having more batman in the animated series than anything left on the uh, the oh, docket yeah. as we've talked about but uh it just so worked out that some of the best episodes of that series were the ones that we ended up covering this year so uh, wrapping things up for our top five episodes highest scored episodes of the year uh, would be the the last episode that we uh, reviewed being episode 240 bullet for bullock uh, Liam, you scored that one a 37, and uh, I gave it a 36. So again, another top pick here. And uh, having just covered that, we don't have to go into into complete depth with it. I I uh, highly, highly, uh, I highly advise all the listeners go back and check out all of these episodes if mm-hmm. you haven't already. But uh, certainly, the just a few weeks back here, we we covered that that Bullet for Bullock episode uh, in depth and uh, and had a lot of fun talking about that. Another another. A complete package there with animation and visuals and voice acting and and uh, and the plot working together with uh, another memorable jazzy jazzy
1: detective noir soundtrack. That's right. That's a, it's it's a great deal of fun. It's uh, as we talked about. We kind of compared and contrasted it with the comic book uh, issue that it's based on and had a great deal of fun kind of looking back on on that story. It's definitely one that I think. Uh, that uh, maybe gets forgotten when we're talking about the, the dcau uh, holiday uh episodes it's not really the holiday isn't really center focus in the episode but it is center in, in the winter between christmas and new Year's. so we kind of fit it into our uh, our holiday review this year and and we had a great deal of fun looking back at that and it's it's a it's a tour de force performance for uh for Robert Costanza as Bullock especially but yeah it's the the soundtrack as 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 we talked about on that episode ended up winning an Emmy uh for uh, for outstanding musical compositions so that that kind of says it all it's a it's an award-winning episode and it's 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 a great bit of fun to have uh this sort of release you know for all the wacky and over-the-top characters like ventriloquists and and immortal, uh, you know, warlords like Ra's al Ghul that have an episode that's just uh, this very small story about this kind of soiled, annoying blowhard of a cop who's got half the city after him, and Batman's trying to help them. It's <laughs> it's a great uh, it's a great uh, break from formula, I would say, and it it, it works pretty perfectly. Yeah, I, I
0: agree. Go ahead and and uh, check that one out uh, if you haven't had the chance to do that. Liam, we'll move uh, in just a second to our worst episodes, but what do you say we uh, we talk about some of the else worlds that we were able to visit as a podcast this year before we get into that
1: uh, that bottom of the barrel? I would love to do that, Cal, and we have we have quite a few uh, trips as as mentioned, especially as we get uh, get a little bit lower on our uh, our our other shows, our non B test shows. We have uh, increased our trips around the, uh, around the multiverse, but we made we a couple of trips to the, the world of Young Justice again this year in, uh, in episodes 194 and 215, much to my chagrin in some cases because I really <laughs> wanted to review Teen Titans Go uh, during, during our Worlds Robin month, but uh, our listeners uh, had different ideas. Yep. and i'm not bitter about it i just want to make that clear <laughs> democracy um, democracy rules and uh they they,
0: <laughs> they robbed you of a couple of 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 desired things we missed out on reviewing the channing tatum dog movie because of <laughs> democracy this year too if you recall
1: never forget <laughs> never forget right. uh, yep. but uh, yes of course we had young justice in those two speaking of which we also had the batman both in episode 199 which uh, coincided with the release of the movie of the same name. We looked at a Riddler episode of that show. And then again, in our Elseworlds Elseworlds Robin Month, we, uh, in episode 214, looked at the debut of Dick Grayson in that series. That was quite a bit of fun. And then uh, for our first, and we'll we'll see, possibly only April Fool's edition of the (laughs) podcast uh, this past year, we really went outside of our comfort zone, Cal, (laughs) and went into the Marvel universe, the Marvel animated universe and uh, and review the first episode of spider-man the animated series this year that was a fun
0: you know that was a fun week as you mentioned uh, we really went outside the box for the april fools joke and i think that it was received well enough where maybe we don't maybe we don't go spider-man the animated series next year but we uh we certainly give some some other options people nobody bit on channing tatum dog movie but <laughs> you know, we might
1: uh, we might be able to convince them to go with like magic Mike or something like that you know fingers Cross. <laughs> Some sort of Channing Tatum vehicle will there come we go. to will come to this podcast before we're done. Mark my words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will also mention we
0: I successfully avoided uh, for the second straight year reviewing Space Jam Two. So <laughs> that, that streak is still going strong. Uh, the the one veto I have per year for what we're going to uh, to to not review. Uh, you brought it up at least once, maybe twice, and it was uh, it was shot down yet again so
1: that streak continues here in uh, in the year 2022 you even dangled it in front of me when i didn't want to do a bonus episode <laughs> one week and you were like can we record on a sunday afternoon and i'm like i don't want to and you were like what if we do space jam 2 sometime later in the year and i said yeah all right and then we didn't <laughs> but hold them again <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, sorry, sorry to pull the rug out from under your hopes and dreams there on uh, on reviewing Space Jam. But uh, continuing here with the Else worlds we visited, we did a, a cover a single episode of Teen Titans as we reviewed the uh, the very interesting and popular uh, uh, Red X episode, at least the initial one with him masks uh, on episode two hundred and twelve. Uh, we covered a pair of uh, Brave, Batman Brave and the Bold episodes in episode two thirteen and two thirty three. We, uh, we took our first foray into the adult animation world of Harley mm-hmm. Quinn, the animated series, with episode 220. Another memorable, fun, uh, fun thing, especially just to hear the, see the deny, deny eh to see the dynamic between uh, that world's joker and harley quinn lots of fun being had there mm-hmm. and then uh, we we covered a single movie this year as we did our uh, we had a flash month uh we decided uh, we were going to finally pull the trigger on flash month after realizing that the uh <laughs> be- beleaguered and delayed flash movie which uh may or may not ever be released at this point uh was uh was delayed yet again we decided to go ahead and do a flash month we wrapped that month up by doing an Else Worlds and reviewing the justice league flashpoint paradox movie from a few years back that sort of uh, launched and, and kicked off the uh dc animated movie universe uh so uh ch- check that out on episode
1: 224 that was a fun one to cover as well absolutely so from there we will just mention a few of our other highlights from the year of course as you mentioned already cal we had a couple of special guest correspondents this year uh jordan gibson back in episode 201 which was a lot of fun and then uh we introduced kind of a new uh, a new concept to, to <laughs> help lengthen the uh, the life of the show again, which was the uh, the revisiting of some episodes we've already covered, uh, and that being we covered three episodes, uh, three classic episodes of Batman the Animated Series with uh, with the crew from Watchtower Database. We got James, Maddie, and finally we got Ted on for the first time, and uh, revisited a few classic episodes of the series. And, um, and it should be noted that our listeners also once again burdened me in a poll by <laughs> by making us uh, review the Underdwellers for a second time.
0: They really, really, it was like there was a fan movement that got behind it too, to all <laughs> the both of us. That's like, right it was it was simultaneously the most impressive and frustrating thing that i that i witnessed this year on twitter is just dozens <laughs> of people decided to just troll us by by making a late push for the underdwellers to be the uh, the rap episode that we wrapped up with so we got to trash that episode again if you want to listen
1: to that check out episode 232 <laughs> still sucks <laughs> that's right but uh, of course, and then uh, just recently on a bonus episode, we got to uh, re-invite a friend of the show, Kevin Altieri, of course, the uh, the director from Batman the Unmade Series, who, rev- who directed so many classic episodes. And also, he was the artist on the Batman Adventures Holiday Special, one of the artists on that book. We got to pick his brain about working with Paul Dini as the writer, as well as Butch Lukic as his inker and Glenn Murakami as his colorist and even get a little sneak preview of, uh, of an issue coming up of the Batman The Adventures Continue uh, season three that he will be working on with the uh, best friend of the show Monica Cabina.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. And uh, spoiler alert: as if you didn't catch it in that episode, uh, go back and check that episode out. It's not that long. It's a lot of interesting little tidbits there that that Kevin was happy to share with us about uh, what he remembers about the process of how that book came together, his process for drawing the entire issue, uh, his thoughts on on how he keeps ending up uh, being saddled with with uh, drawing new year's eve stories uh, that paul dini has written uh, his reaction to sort of being given that story some of the the pain points of of drawing that story and uh and then uh just just uh you know hearing some great stuff from him and some beh- uh, behind the scenes about what is a legendary comic book uh for for dcau fans and especially for liam and i uh but uh, yeah that was uh definitely fun and and kevin also as we mentioned in that episode, uh, will be joining us again in the new year. So coming soon on an episode in 2023, we'll have him return uh, to, uh, to be another special guest correspondent on a standard review. So looking forward to doing that. But uh, yeah, lots of uh, not as many special guest correspondents as we've had in the years past, but we're looking forward certainly to uh, potentially having some more people on uh, that we've had in the past and maybe new people on in the future. So uh, excited to see what 2023 has uh, in the way of special guest correspondents.
1: Absolutely looking forward to that, Cal. And before we get to our least favorite episodes, the last thing that we'll mention is we had several of our of our kind of a, a newer concept that we introduced within the last couple of years on the show, that being the character spotlight episodes where we kind of look at a, uh, an individual character and their, their kind of trajectory across the DCAU, how many appearances they had, some notable comic appearances as well. And what kind of merchandise, toys, action figures, uh, statues, that kind of thing? Uh, we had quite a few of those this year. Uh, we had, uh, first off, we had volume one of a look at Dark Side in episode 198. We also had a, a look at John Stewart and the Green Lanterns in uh, episode 207, volume one of that. We had a look at, of course, one Harley Quinn just in time for her 30th anniversary, also taking place in 2022 mm-hmm. in episode 20. 20- 228. And then more recently, we took a look at uh, kind of the whole DCAU career of one John Corbin, aka Metallo. So those episodes are fun, again, as we kind of find ways to, to revisit some of those episodes, especially the episodes that we maybe covered very early on in our show before we had our, our formula down pat and, and really gave everything the attention it deserved. So always fun to look back and to dive deep and do a a specific character's arc across sometimes across multiple shows in some cases. Yeah, those are those are fun too, especially if you just want
0: to kind of kind of get an idea of what if you want to delve into sort of the 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 backstory or or the trajectory, as you mentioned, of a singular character. Um, You know, we've been trying to pick popular characters and some of the ones that uh, appear across multiple shows, but you have a, you have a character like Darkseid who started way back in Superman, the animated series, you know, we weren't able to get all of his, all of his appearances in because there's just so many of them. So as you mentioned, we limited it to volume one, his appearances in Superman all the way up through Justice League. And then of course, uh, those appearances would continue then later on. And uh, that will be for a, a later volume, but stuff like John Stewart and the Green Lantern Corps, stuff like that, you know, kind of just a a general biography for them and a, a an overview of what some of those appearances were, and uh, you know, talking about our favorite favorite ones, giving you a a general idea of what his appearances entailed, and then as you mentioned, kind of branching out into even talking about tie-in comics and and merchandise and stuff like that. So it gives us a, an opportunity to to. Go beyond just the standard review of of an episode and talk about more of that character's place in the dcau as a whole so yeah those are those are always fun and uh, those four that we did this year were uh, were pretty awesome so definitely advise uh, checking those out if you haven't given them
1: a listen yet all right then Callum, let's get to let's get to the heart of the matter here <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and discuss maybe what uh, for some people is is the most fun episodes of our shows which is when uh, once in a while we find one that we we just really don't care for. <laughs> so we have three episodes in our our least favorite reviews of the year by score. And uh, up first was episode 191, uh, Batman Beyond's April Moon, uh, right at the start of the year, I believe. And yep. <laughs> and uh, uh, the only thing I really can think about this episode off the top of my head is that a guy had buzz saws for knees. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 that the cereal was called flaky flakes you know
0: what that's 100% more than I remembered about this episode <laughs> because I did not I'm racking my brain as we're talking about this I'm like what episode was April moon what was that <laughs> now I remember it yeah it and was I uh, kind of looked like Ted Danson <laughs> yes correct yeah <laughs> (laughs) It's, it's a weird episode. It's, it's, it was not one that either of us really enjoyed. Uh, You, you were a little bit more generous with your scores. We talked about this Mm -hmm. in last year's uh, review episode, but you tend to be a little bit more generous at times with, with some of your scoring, uh, especially on the episodes that maybe uh, we, we don't love as much. Uh, this episode is, is no exception to that rule as you gave it a 21 out of 40 and I gave it a 17 out of 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you start getting into the teens, you know that you're you're starting to get into uh, Ooh, this episode maybe doesn't shouldn't be in the in the uh, in the DCAU. Maybe this should be stricken from the record. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it's it was it's I remember us having some issues with the way that Batman handled the situation at the end. There's like this weird subplot where there's like a double triple cross with the girl and the guy that's doing the experiments on the Mm -hmm. the people. It's it's. It's a weird episode that doesn't have like a cohesive story that it's telling and on top of it, there were just some weird design choices and, you know, as we said, physics wise I'm not sure how having buzz saws for knees would work, but uh, yeah that was that was a distracting distracting bit. Uh, that was included in the episode one that uh, i was so long ago since it was the first episode that we tackled of the year mm-hmm. i have i have let it uh, slip from my memory and i i don't think that i ever ha- want to or have to think about it again now that
1: we've uh we've <laughs> gone through this review thankfully and uh and just a few episodes later one that i will remember forever <laughs> unfortunately uh, is, uh, in episode 196 we've we finally got to a a very infamous episode of superman the animated series that being superman's pal the (laughs) tale of of jimmy olsen and uh the horny little creep the horniest (laughs) little creep in metropolis and and how he uh defeats metallo with battery acid um (laughs) this is the worst thing we have ever reviewed
0: (laughs) uh i mean it, it, i think yeah i think by score wise it, it is the lowest score that we have ever given an episode or that you've ever given an episode at least mm-hmm. um it is the, it goes down in history as the lowest scored episode to date having a uh having a single digit score i think there's only one other episode we had one other episode that was i think a single digit score but it was not uh it was not uh, it was not an eight so um, I I will say as we were preparing for this and I was looking back at these episodes, I cackled when I saw <laughs> given this episode an eight out of 40 like that <laughs> that talk about rarefied air this is who man I was out for blood in that in that review
1: like, no
0: punches you didn't care you know if if the episode looked good nope it got no passes nothing nothing uh was got past you for this episode no uh no grace was given it was uh it was a bloodbath for sure yeah it, so at, at 13 out of 40 for myself and an 8 out of 40 for you for that episode <laughs> it, we did have a lot of fun at least sort of yes it and tearing it apart so it's not a bad episode uh you can definitely check that out as we mentioned it's so uh, worth a listen just for the comedy of us being
1: exasperated by the end of it uh yeah totally agree sometimes those are those are the most fun you know you you want a great episode you want the 40 out of 40 mm-hmm. or do you want an 8 out of 40 the the 20s out of 40s are the ones that you kind of forget about uh-huh. so uh so these ones are a little bit more legendary I think for our show
0: yeah I, I'd uh, say it's it's You know, how many superlatives can you give an an episode we you know we talk about how awesome or great or cool looking or things look, Mm -hmm. you know, you can probably play a bunch of our episodes together. And you you might you might miss which one we're talking about you could probably hear as we fawn all over great animation or great storytelling but the episodes that are really bad are are sometimes the the most fun because we are we're just struggling to find the words to properly describe how disappointed frustrated angry irritated we are and i think i think superman's (laughs) pal is an example where we had a lot of fun doing that
1: absolutely and then our 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 last uh, but but not least uh, as far as the worst episodes of the year we went a little bit forward to episode 219 uh, the first, but likely not last time, the Zeta Project would make this will make this list. Uh, in the episode "Remote Control," an, an evil boy genius <laughs> takes control of Zeta's programming and uh, like help has him like ruin a science fair or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, our friends over at the Watchtower Database, as mentioned, they were on our show this year and. We we uh, participated in their Zeta Month uh, on their YouTube channel, so uh, I'm trying to be a little bit kinder to the Zeta project in the new year, trying to look at it with uh, with fresher eyes. But uh, that episode was 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 kind of a, a tough a tough one to get through for Memory surf.
0: Yeah, I remember as we were going into our twenty twenty one year in review episode, we had yet. This is the first year we had we cracked the seal on the the Zeta Project. This is the first Mm -hmm. first year we did Zeta Project reviews and. I remember mentioning at the end of the episode for our 2021 review that uh, we were likely to get into the Zeta project of the upcoming year based on the fact of <laughs> knowing that we, we have no choice. It's, we're down to the bare bones in a lot of these, these shows. So, uh, And, and your, your disappointment and realization of, of coming to the grips with the fact <laughs> that we would, we would be covering this show uh, was palpable. I'll say that, and uh, here we are. Uh, unsurprisingly, a uh, a episode of the Zeta Project. Maybe surprisingly, that it's not three Zeta Project episodes that that made this list. I don't know if we covered three Zeta Project episodes. Actually, did we cover three? I think we covered exactly three. Yes. Okay. All right, so the fact that all three of them aren't on this list, I think we put chalk that up as a win. I think that's us, us being fair and proves that we are a fair and balanced uh, pair of journalists here when it comes to our critiques. Yeah, that you cannot say that we are out uh, out for this show or just haters of the zeta project no we have uh we have represented here on this list a batman beyond episode a Superman the animated series episode and a zeta project episode so
1: I'd say we're fair and balanced by uh by definition <laughs> absolutely cal so that will bring us. Uh, we're- Getting towards wrapping things up but we will look at some as we mentioned some some dcau highlights of 2022 and maybe low lights in some cases but uh some some non-episode uh, review things happened uh, involving the dcau this year uh first things first right at the start of january we wrapped up with the seventh issue of the justice league infinity comic the sequel comic to jlu of course written by uh, J. M. Mateus and and James Tucker, with uh, with art by Ethan Beavers and Nick Filardi. Uh a pretty bombastic finale with our alternate Amazo wreaking havoc in the multiverse, and uh, you know I think uh, it it let us it left us wanting more for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I actually uh, recently listened to that that review again, and uh, that specifically that final episode review, and yeah, it it made me realize that you know we had maybe certain expectations for the for the comic, and that there were uh, certain issues that maybe we didn't didn't love. There were episode, or issues that we thought mm-hmm. were uh, were stronger than others, but the what we came to a conclusion at the end of that review was that man, it's always fun. To be in the world of the DCAU, and mm-hmm. we want more of this stuff. Like we will continue yeah. to support whatever DCAU content or product is pushed. Uh, so keep keep throwing it out there. DC Comics was what we ended up landing on. So uh, we did not get any announcements. We've not heard anything else about additional issues but uh or or continuing that series but uh, you know it was a fun seven issue set i'm sure it is on the wonderful dc universe uh, infinite universe uh, application mm-hmm. now it's also of course collected in uh, in digital form and i believe a a, a uh, a graphic novel of a collection mm-hmm. of issues also debuted this year too. So uh, plenty of ways for you to consume that. If you haven't listened or checked them out yet, uh, go and go and figure out if you can pick up the back issues from your local comic shop, maybe, or, or get the collected edition or read them on one of the apps uh, because it's a fun Fun trip through the multiverse uh, in the DCAU, and and revisiting those 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 characters again was so fun. And as you mentioned, uh, with JM DeMatteis and and James Tucker working on it together with some great visuals uh, through the artwork, is uh, it's it's well worth the investment of time and uh, and resources to to check it out. And it was a great way to kick off the year. And left us wanting more, as you said. Certainly, uh s- certainly a good sign and, and seems like a success if that's the case.
1: Absolutely, Cal. So w- one of the other uh again highs and lows of the year came from the uh the roller coaster that was the of course in, in late 2021, we had the announcement of the Batman Caped Crusader show, and we were we were very excited and we got some additional details, like uh, you know, famed comic writer Ed Brubaker being brought on as the head writer of the show and uh, with some other some other details that came out uh, we things were looking up um, we were excited to learn more and more about the show but uh, then uh, then this summer uh, there was a, a bit of a change in the of the guard in uh, in the DC and in, in the DC and the Warner Brothers uh, uh, family <laughs> and uh, a lot of things changed and one of those things was changes made to a lot of that content that was expected to debut on hbo max including a batgirl movie and of course including batman caped crusader which was uh first seemingly announced to have been canceled but was then announced maybe later that it was still in production but it's being shopped around to uh to other streaming services so a, a bit of a roller coaster as far as our uh as far as our year as we continue to cross our fingers and hope that this uh this cape Creator Grish- show with so many talented people like matt reeves and of course james tucker bruce tim jj abrams all working together on this show along with mr Brewbaker. i mean we, we just want to see it <laughs> we just want to <laughs> see what's going on yeah and, uh, fingers crossed we'll get some sort of update sometime in 2023
0: yeah, it was uh, certainly a, a yo-yo of emotions, up and down with that show, and and the excitement of it. Uh, you know what what could be coming from uh, these great DCAU minds, although it's not set in the DCAU. You know these promises of it being more Batman: The Animated Series than the original. Um, you know, bringing in a such a such a celebrated writer as Mister Brubaker to the show, and then. Uh, you know, learning that uh, Dietrich Bader was even uh, cast in the in the show in some unnamed role, mm-hmm. so having having voices that uh, are 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 adjacent to the DCAU and or or have prior experience working in in Batman animation uh, brings that excitement up a little bit there. So. Um, only to have the rug pulled out from underneath of it is a, is a little bit frustrating, but even as a couple of, uh, as of a couple of weeks ago, I believe Mr. Brubaker confirmed on his Twitter that they were still in production. Uh, so who knows what, what is going to come next, but, uh, we've learned, I think re- most recently that some of the DCAU shows are being pulled off of the HBO max streaming service, mm-hmm. which leads me to believe that that could be a sign that perhaps wherever they show up, might be where our landing spot is for uh for Cape crusader in the not too distant future uh, as a potential companion piece uh to cape crusader so uh it, interesting to see how uh, how 2023 shapes up for that show as we uh we were predicted i believe for that show to to debut sometime in 2023 maybe early or mid 2023 so we shall see indeed
1: absolutely cal and, and from there we'll look at uh, some of the the other merchandise we saw uh, printed, we're still getting uh, some fun action figures. Isn't that amazing? Pictures. We're here yes. 30
0: years <laughs> Thirty years later and Batman, I mean, that's why, that's why we're still doing this show is that DC still sees value in the DCAU, specifically Batman, the animated series brand. Uh, there's still things that are are being pushed out. Even as of just a couple weeks ago, we got, uh, an announcement of uh, congratulations to best friend of the show, Monica Kubina, whose artwork ended up on shirts and jackets and blankets. And uh, <laughs> along with Ty Templeton, uh, they, they worked on some, some great artwork together that was released uh, via the DC website and uh, in, in companion pieces with that. Some Batman, the animated series jackets and other things that were released to celebrate this 30th anniversary, but uh, they weren't
1: alone. Absolutely. So we had some some more uh, some more cool prints from the the Mondo, uh, including episode episode posters from Robin's Reckoning, uh, Joker's Wild, and The Last Laugh. Uh, we have the the also the, the Mondo Joker uh, figure, the sort of Hot Toys esque figure with all the different expressions and accessories. Uh, actually, a pretty good year for. First of DCO figures, as well as some re releases of some older figures, if I'm not mistaken, Cal.
0: Yeah, that's right. So uh, we did finally get. Uh, thankfully, we mentioned, I believe, last year that McFarlane had picked up the DC Direct licensing. Uh, Warner Brothers DC decided to license out their, their DC Direct brand to McFarlane. So uh, McFarlane continued using that brand to release uh, some statues and some uh, some other action figures. Uh, but uh, a couple of the figures they ended up pushing out were the, the previously seen but not yet released uh, Batman Who Laughs from the Batman The Adventures Continue line. Line that we thought was cancelled. Uh, also the, the second version of the Catwoman figure that was also previously seen but thought cancelled that came with an alternate Selena Kyle head uh, from Batman the Animated Series. So it was nice to have those two things in hand after thinking that you, they may never see the light of day. Uh, having known that they had at least gone into production based on you know pre-orders being sent out and stuff like that so um, it would be great to see if mcfarlane would would release a couple of those other figures that were shown but we don't know how far they were along in production uh, that being i believe it was earth 2 batman uh, thomas wayne version of batman mm-hmm. uh, there was also a talon uh, from the, the court of owls who of course made their appearance in batman the adventures continue season two so that would be nice. Nice to have one of those in your collection, as well as uh, there was a a hush figure and a, a vampire, a Red Rain style vampire Batman also that we're all shown at some point. Uh, But uh, they are sort of kind of up in the air right now. But uh, another good sign that McFarlane is looking to continue using the Batman, the animated series branding was the they released uh, two different versions of a 30th anniversary Batman, the animated series diorama and figure combination. Uh, This was a display piece that was exclusive, I believe, to Target here in the US, but Mm -hmm. uh, came with its own card. They sold two versions of it. Uh, one one was a, it comes with a stand with a sort of a a plastic lightning bolt that has a light up feature with a button on it to sort of reenact the uh, the of course the opening credits to Batman the animated series but there was a special edition version that came with a signed Bruce Timm. Uh, card uh, accessory with it. So uh, that that one was a more limited version, it sold out pretty quickly. But it was nice to see that that get pushed out there even if it was a, a re-release of the original. Uh, figure that that mcfarlane had put out that that didn't quite fit the aesthetics of batman the animated series and looked like a a bit of a a mashup between new batman Adventures style and the uh the the old batman the animated series costume but hey again things with the batman the animated series branding on it and pushing out a a a new diorama uh sure was welcome especially if you're you're offering something signed by bruce tim along with it uh Uh, for your collection and then uh as we as we mentioned rounding things out here maybe another surprise was a uh a walmart exclusive four pack of uh figures that were all re-releases but uh, all done with the the cell shading that has been sort of standard on the the more recent releases of those dc direct figures and that was a a four pack in the walmart stores of, of batman harley quinn the joker and uh a a Harvey Bullock figure that was uh, secondary market prices on that. Liam were, were pretty much skyrocketing from that original release, <laughs> uh, probably close to eight years ago now uh, from the original release. So uh, it was nice, uh, nice for collectors. There are people that are just trying to get in the game or catch up, perhaps uh, someone like yourself, maybe that uh, you can yeah. finally get your hands on a, a four pack of figures for about the same price that you would be paying for a single
1: heart uh, Harvey Bullock figure, uh, One in the secondary market. I was going to say, as someone who nearly paid what the price of this four pack was for a loose Harvey <laughs> Bullock about six months ago, only to be outbid <laughs> at the at the eleventh hour, I can I can definitely say that it was a a welcome sight to see this, and uh, you know, fingers crossed, maybe we'll get a re release of that uh, that Batman Beyond or the Montoya or something down the line for. Uh, for some of those other harder to find figures that are, that are still floating out there that, uh, that go for hundreds of dollars now on, on, uh, eBay. If you can even find a, uh, an eBay <laughs> auction for them, especially that Montoya is really, it's, it's hard to even find people that have it much less, yeah, uh, you know, a decent price for it. So fingers crossed that this, uh, this Bullock set is the first of many of, a, of a way for, for new collectors, uh, or catch up collectors like myself to, uh, to, uh, to catch up in, uh, in, in, in no uncertain terms, but uh, from there, Cal, we can look towards the world of these uh, the comics and the, the DCAU tie in comics and we got a couple different uh, fun announcements for things that will be coming in 2023. Uh, first, of course, was the announcement, and we—I think we could talk about this now. <laughs> uh, We—we've known about this since March of 2022, uh-huh. <laughs> but we couldn't say anything because, you know, it wasn't public knowledge uh, that the third season of Batman: The Adventures Continue was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will not reveal our sources, but—but uh, but we did. We had an idea of what was coming. And uh, but it was uh, it was uh, quite a delay from when we heard that news, and uh, and when it was released to uh, to the public. When it finally, uh, I guess first there was a little bit of a, a glimpse of a, a logo for season three, on I believe Paul Dini's website during the summer. Mm-hmm. But even from then, it was still another several months before finally the uh, the DC Comics solicits for January of 2023 came out, and we finally. Saw so issue uh, season three, issue one, solicited, with uh, of course the team coming back. Paul Dini and Alan Burnett writing uh, the first issue, having Jordan Gibson on art, along with of course the best friend of the show, Monica Cabina on colors, and we we found out there would be a couple of other artists uh, working alongside Monica as in addition to Jordan uh, on this new series.
0: That's right. As we as we mentioned earlier in the episode, a, a friend of the show, Kevin Altieri. Uh, again, we we knew ahead of time that Kevin was was was, was rumored or that was he was involved with drawing uh, issue number two. Uh, we had to wait for confirmation from the uh, solicits before we could kind of get it out there, and it just timed it just perfectly to be able to kind of pick his brain a little bit and uh, hear his <laughs> thoughts about working with. Uh, with, uh, with Paul and Alan again on this, uh, this project. And you can hear his, uh, his little bit of preview of the story that he worked on in our last bonus episode. Uh, he talks on it briefly There gives us a little preview of the story in the episode, uh, featuring Harley Quinn. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, something else that I'm certainly looking forward to. And then I think to cap it off, you know, if, if you couldn't, if you couldn't ask for more of having, uh, world's finest jordan and monica working on the first issue and then you have monica and another friend of the show kevin working uh on the second issue we got confirmation that coming back uh, to the to the book wrapping it up which could be depending on we've read in certain solicits that this is the final season or is being solicited as the final season of batman the adventures continue uh who else to uh, to wrap things up but uh you know book artist and and dcau comic book artist legend ty templeton uh back fresh off of beating cancer coming back uh to to kind of reclaim the crown there as the dynamic duo of him and monica are once again reunited uh, to wrap things up for the rest of the book so uh looking forward to that it's going to be a great uh, 2023 and and it, you know we'll have our bonus episode reviews of those issues of course coming out uh, talking about them but uh, hopefully we'll have the opportunity to have jordan on and monica on at some point to kind of talk about their process and Uh, their thoughts on this project and if it is the 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 finale of the series to kind of get their thoughts on the uh, the series as a whole so uh, very excited to see what this season has in in store for us uh, some of the the characters from last season uh, will continue to to make make uh, some appearances. We've learned it'll be interesting to see if any of the threads from season one, if we'll get Deathstroke or or Red Hood picked up uh, mm-hmm. for season three. Uh, some of the some of the other loose ends that were kind of left uh, left out there, I will be interested to see what they can wrap up in what I believe is a
1: is it been solicited for seven issues. I think. So far, although, as we know from season one, that doesn't necessarily mean there will only be seven. but That's right. As of Now, that's what we know.
0: So uh, we'll see what they can squeeze into that uh, into those seven issues there. But uh, certainly looking forward to it and to see what the, the that entire team has for us. And uh, we'll be once again thrilled to uh, to check those out each month and, and give you our thoughts in, in real time as they as they come out.
1: Absolutely, and then speaking of the comic book world, while not a direct tie-in to the DCAU, there was was another fun announcement, and that being in the upcoming uh, Milestone 30th Anniversary book, celebrating characters like Static, Icon, and Rocket, all of those great characters that Dennis Cowan, Dwayne McDuffie, and some of the other great Milestone creators created. Uh, DC is doing a special sort of anthology book, and uh, that one of the stories, which will be uh, written and drawn by Nicholas Draper-Ivy, who's been the static uh, artist and, and co-writer uh, for the, the newest version of that character in the current Milestone imprint, we will be getting a very special static beyond story, which uh, features an adult, older static teaming up with none other than Terry McGinnis and a, uh, an older Bruce Wayne in, uh, in the neo-Gotham city of the future and uh, very excited he, he uh, and uh, mr ivy has been showing off a lot of little teases including some direct uh, nods to statics various team-ups with the original batman mm-hmm. uh, seeing those recreated in comic form and of course the second season of uh, of that static uh, mini-series will be coming out f- focusing on ebon as the main villain as well so a lot of DCAU ties in that static miniseries and in that uh, milestone anthology, even if it isn't a direct uh, DCAU adaptation and uh, really excited to see that and to see more static as uh, as the year goes on.
0: Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how static fits into the future plans of DC as a, as a whole. Uh, we know that prior to this whole revamp that there was talk of, uh, Michael B. Jordan, I believe, directing or producing a, a, a static movie. So there was there's definitely, it's, it seemed like there were some bigger plans and some of this milestone 30th anniversary stuff and these other vehicles that they're using static for would seem to give him a little bit more exposure. Um, so hopefully that, that these, both of these comics continue to do that, regardless, as you mentioned, Mr. Ivy's, uh, the artwork that he's, that he's teased us with has just been fan fantastic um Mm -hmm. definitely check out his his twitter and his instagram where he's posted some of that stuff it's uh it'll it'll wet your appetite enough to get you excited so so many of the visuals as you mentioned nearly direct homages to some of the things in the dcau uh panels looking very similar to things uh specific batman beyond panels that look to be ripped directly from the uh the cartoon itself so uh, i gotta love that and it very interested again not DCAU specific we're not continuing DCAU stories here but certainly adjacent or uh, close enough to, to feel comfortable so uh, definitely interested in that and and same thing with the ebon the ebon storyline seeing seeing how that character is kind of brought into a, a more modern modern audience as we mentioned in the episodes that we've covered that ebon character is such a a dynamic and unique looking villain he, he just he he jumps off of the screen in those episodes. Whether it's in the early episodes of that show, where where everything sort of looked flat, uh, or later on, he he always felt like he was a, a three dimensional character that uh, that mm-hmm. you just wanted to learn more about. You wanted to see more on screen. So uh, the fact that they're they're sort of adapting that same character into this modern static uh, static mini uh, mini series comic is uh, interested to see what that looks like and hopefully launches that character into again, more, more mainstream notoriety, because it's uh, certainly, certainly worth, worth, uh, worth it to, uh, to see, to see that character brought uh, given the spotlight, so to speak.
1: Absolutely. Cal. And uh, I think one thing is, as we talked about the the DCAU influence, even on, uh, on things that aren't necessarily set in the DCAU and, and uh, as mentioned with all of the, the shakeups at Warner Brothers and DC this year, uh, we do get some uh, some some I think some some positive uh, reinforcement from none other than one of the co-heads of the New DC film division that being James Gunn who uh, specifically uh, shouted out uh, the DCAU Justice League Unlimited as well as uh, Young Justice and some of the other animated, uh, DC shows over the years as being uh, sort of direct uh, source material that uh, that they would look to to draw from and to uh, to build on for their new whatever this new DC film universe is going to be and I think that coupled with uh, as we already know how much Matt Reeves and and Robert Pattinson and and various people who worked on the, the the Batman movie last year obviously had a great deal of care and and looked to uh, the animated series for a lot of their inspiration. It's, it's, again, as you said, but like when we were talking about the merchandise that some 30 years on that these uh, these characters that, you know, Bruce Tim and Eric Radomski, Kevin Conroy, Andrea Romano, Shirley Walker, all these people that brought this world to life, they're still having an impact on uh, these these big, giant, major motion pictures some 30 years later.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think people immediately, no one likes, no one likes change. Nobody likes change. Mm-hmm. So uh, regardless of the fact that the DC film universe was a, I think putting it nicely, a mess, uh, would <laughs> probably be putting it in, in kind terms <laughs> uh, people, people, uh, various people were ready to to throw hands and and ready to uh, to riot. It seemed over the fact that mm-hmm. uh, that James Gunn announced that he was he was looking to to reboot the entire idea of a DC universe franchise and and like I I mean I I can't blame people. Uh, Henry Cavill being being ousted as Superman certainly hurt. It would be you know would have been great to see him in that role again. And uh, as perhaps as you've speculated in, in 10 or 11 years, once, uh, once the multiverse things are, are back in vogue uh, yet again, we'll get a, a, a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie where, uh, where maybe he'll return as the Man of Steel or mm-hmm. something like that. But, you know, if, if you're going to start from scratch You have to you have to assure people that that things aren't going to be so vastly different that they feel completely uncomfortable because you're already making them uncomfortable by telling them there's going to be change. So the fact that he was uh, he was more than willing to acknowledge that uh, that some of the the things that us as DC Comics fans hold near and dear were going to be the things that inspired whatever is coming out of this new DC film universe. Uh, are things that we do know and love and find familiar. It's it's just a way to comfort people and to let them know that hey, we're not veering too far off here. It's going to be it's going to be more of what you love. It's just going to look a little bit different. That's all. Um, so certainly looking to those things that have led to a long standing success. Hey, listen, I I can't see into the future. I don't claim to be uh, clairvoyant, <laughs> but uh, I, I I can tell you that. Probably uh, fifty years from now, whenever now is, uh, <laughs> the the DCAU will continue to be talked about as you know one of the established as one of the most uh, influential Batman character uh, characterizations in history. I don't know that you can say the same thing about a Ben Affleck the Ben Affleck Batman or <laughs> you know the Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson uh, version of of uh, of uh, Black Adam. But right. But so I, I think I think it's important for us to to say, OK, if they're going to if they're going to go in this new direction, they're going to continue down this road with things that we feel comfortable with. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm all for starting something new and starting off at a jumping point of, of being inspired by things that are that are uh, that are, are, are well lauded and appreciated 30 years after they've been. Uh, they've been on rather than than trying to build off of something that was sort of a a a foundation of sand that being what was what was the mess of the dc uh dc movie universe
1: absolutely and uh yeah i think there's a there's a glass half way to look at that and i think you uh, you laid it out quite nicely cal um and and last but not least obviously um we would be remiss not to uh to at least touch on uh, as as we already sort of briefly mentioned, uh, we we dealt with the 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 passing of the voice of Batman and Kevin Conroy uh, back in November, in uh, very shocking and then sudden fashion. And uh, we uh, you know it, 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 it's been it's been tough dealing dealing with that. Obviously for for just people that were fans of his, for people that knew him. From the various shows from the video games whatever uh, people who got to meet him at, at comic cons but uh, certainly for you know his his peers and his friends and his, his family is uh, his loved ones i'm sure it was it was uh, all the more uh, troubling to to get through that but it would be remiss because uh you know as we mentioned at the time as you mentioned kind of at the top of our show cal Um, you know, we, we wouldn't be doing our show without, without Kevin's Batman. And Mm -hmm. uh, if there, if there was any comfort in that time, it was seeing the just unbelievable, almost unfathomable outpouring of, of love and support from his friends, from his peers, and, uh, and from his fans everywhere. And, and, you know, feedback that we got from, from our tribute to him as, as well as just people sharing various memories from their, you know, their favorite moments from, from his career to personal interactions they had with him over the years. It was, uh, it was all deeply humbling and, uh, and, and very moving for sure.
0: Yeah. um, Definitely encourage you to, to check out our, our episode was uh, it was one that was, you know, gotten some feedback from people that know me personally, that were absolutely blown away by, how raw and real things were. And I don't say that to, to pat ourselves on the back, but that's, that's just a Mm -hmm. statement of fact. We were, we were very raw. It was, um, you know, we just found out about it and it was, it was real. We talk about what, what Kevin has meant to us. We talk about uh, the impact that he's had on our lives, on, on our lives outside of the podcast within the podcast, as we talked about our, our friendship, uh, as brothers, uh, you know, mm-hmm. growing adult brothers. And, um, you know, it's, it, it still stings. It's still, still hard to fathom in some ways yes. that we'll never, we will likely never hear new <laughs> Kevin performances. Although we did get the, the welcome surprise that, uh, he will be the voice of the Batman in the, the, the suicide squad kills the justice league video game coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon that was a a lovely a loving and surprising tribute as we got the reveal that uh, Kevin Kevin will be voicing the Batman in that game Um, so you know maybe there's more surprises to come we don't know uh, but they will certainly be welcome but uh, we know that there's a finite amount of new new material that we would ever hear again from from Kevin but um, yeah there was there was certainly there was certainly comfort found in just um, the outpouring of love, the emotion that people had, um, you know, even in the, the small bubble of DCAU community. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were clear and honest about how, how this affected them in such a, a real way, but even branching out, you know, thinking about the, the numerous tributes that were given to him from these, from these actors that were, that did much larger things than, than DC animation. You think Luke mm-hmm. Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, talked, you know, gave this moving, lovely tribute, calling him, you know, his best friend, um, mm-hmm. you know, just incredible. And it, it just went on for days. It was days and days yeah. and days of tributes, and and it still continues. You know, even through the end of the year, we learned just this week that uh, that that comics this week will have a, a loving tribute from from Paul Dini and Alan Burnett. Um, a, accompanied uh, by uh, by artwork from from Jordan Gibson as a tribute in, in physical comics, uh, mm-hmm. thanking Kevin Conroy. So, um, you know, his his he will he he will live forever. His his status as Batman will live on and on and on um, and I have no doubt that you know, as we continue this podcast and we continue appreciating the, the the different performances that he that he put in, whether it was in Batman the animated series all the way up through and including Justice League Unlimited, we'll we'll continue to love and appreciate those things and um, continue to to give those tributes uh, ourselves as we talk about just. Uh, his unique performances and the things that he provided and the things he continues to provide, even though he's not physically here on earth anymore. But uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, and will continue to be a, a painful um, but, uh, but comforting reminder that while he is not here with us anymore physically uh, that his, his spirit lives on through this performance as Batman and through the lives that he touched and, uh, the the people that loved and cared about him that are still still you know talking about him and and letting him uh, his spirit live on through their stories and 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 love of him so um, yeah that was the the I think the silver lining and all of that was just seeing how loved and appreciated he was um, as a as a human being outside of just being Batman but as a as a human as Kevin the Kevin the man
1: yeah absolutely um yeah there's i i'm immensely proud of of our show and of you and uh if if i could myself for that for that episode that we did it is very raw and honest and emotional but i um i couldn't i couldn't think of a better way that we could have paid tribute to him than what what we just talked about here that his what his, his presence meant to us both as, uh, as kids and, and now as adults and how it's, it's brought us closer together. And uh, uh, a certain refrain that I thought of, it's ironically, perhaps it is from a, a Superman comic uh, written by, by Tom King and, uh, and uh, the, the, the refrain at the end of an issue, uh, uh, Superman says, um, all, all can be lost, but none are alone. And uh, I think that was a, that was a great example of that. It was a very horrible feeling of loss that, uh, that everybody felt, but it was uh, also a moment where I think everybody got to collectively mourn together and, and realize that we weren't alone in that moment. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud. Like I said, I'm, I'm proud of you and I'm, I'm proud of our show and I'm proud of everyone who was willing, uh, so willing to, to share their own thoughts and their own, Grief with us and, and commiserate with us in that moment. It was, it was not easy, uh, but uh, but we all were able to do so together, and uh, and uh, and and that was that was what made it bearable, and uh what as you said, Cal made it the the silver lining for such a a dark cloud. Absolutely, yep. It was a tough way
0: to uh, to kind of cap things off here in 2022. But uh, as we mentioned, we will be looking forward to continuing. Uh, appreciating all the work that Kevin did uh, as as, uh, as Batman, but uh, also remembering who he was outside of, of this show. And uh, we'll have many opportunities to do that together. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I get to do that with you and with all of our listeners who, again, uh, were willing to share their thoughts and, and memories of, of Kevin and uh, who continue to interact with us on a, on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, that's, that's an, another big win that we can talk about and what we appreciate it. So many uh, great interactions with, with people, uh, Liam and I got Christmas cards from listeners this year, multiple listeners this year sent us uh, Christmas cards and, Uh, well wishes and went out of their way to wish us, you know, uh, Merry Christmas and happy holidays in our DMS. And uh, so, you know, Liam and I feel, uh, you know, I I feel, feel I can speak on behalf of Liam that we appreciate each and every one of you that, that spend even a minute with us uh, every year. And that, uh, that go out of your way to, to make us feel, feel like uh, we're doing something it's special here, you know. We we're glad that we're able to give you a distraction or to to connect with you, to be community for you, and and in turn the community that you provide to us, uh, in a space to talk about cartoons or to talk about uh, you know the the comic books or whatever it is that we're we're discussing. But um, creating that community is a big part of 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 um, you know what we've enjoyed over these last five years here. Thinking back. Uh, when we started this five years ago, I didn't have a, a clue, you know, that we would create a, a small community of people that would interact with us on a weekly basis, whether it's sh- just sharing thoughts on what you thought of the episodes too, or like I said, going out of your way to say kind things or befriend us on social media and send us Christmas cards or or what have you. But it's it's uh, it's really, really moving when you think about it. Five years ago, we started just 20-minute podcast talking about uh, Batman the animated series and here we are five years later uh, reminiscing talking about uh, all the the different opportunities we've had to talk with people involved in these projects that work for DC Comics or uh, opportunities we've had to to have people intro our podcast and the different opportunities we've had to interact with people in the the DCAU community and on Twitter it's it's uh it's it's pretty fun it's pretty great to look back and see see what uh what this little tiny podcast has uh has created isn't it Liam
1: yeah absolutely I uh I I really have enjoyed the uh the last year as we've just uh we've just reminisced over it's been a lot of fun and as you said Cal the the best part has certainly been getting to interact with with fellow fans and and getting to uh to get to know some people and, and 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 hear their thoughts and get their scores and and those kind of things it's always so much fun to uh to hear what they think so uh as we begin to wrap things up we'd love to hear from you at gcau review uh, you can find us on twitter and instagram there you can uh leave a comment tweet us or of course if you'd rather you can send a private message if you prefer not to do so publicly let us know what you thought if you had a favorite episode that we covered this year that maybe you think we didn't uh, we didn't think to mention today, or that you thought was just a, a lot of fun. We'd love to hear uh, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you have something in particular that you're looking forward to in the new year, uh, something maybe in an Elseworlds or a character spotlight that you'd like to hear us cover in 2023, certainly reach out to us. That way, uh, we always appreciate that. Uh, another way you can help us, other than following us on those social medias is, of course, to uh, support us. You can support us directly via anchor.fm slash DCAUreview. There is a donation button there. You can also head to our website, dcaureview.com. We have a store up there. You can get yourself a hat or a shirt or a button or any of those kind of things. And uh, you can get yourself something there as well. And uh, a free way to support us is, of course, you can head to youtube.com slash tower and uh, subscribe and uh, and like and favorite all the videos there that we do, as well as our other friends that uh, post content there as well. It helps us out that way as well. And, uh, and a good free way to help us as well is to, on your podcast app of choice, leave us a review, give us five stars that helps bump us up a little bit in the search algorithms and all that fun stuff. But uh, Cal, as we look forward to 2023... I think uh, we will once again be starting off the year looking to the future. The future, Liam? That's right, all the way to the year. That's 50 years from now. Whenever now (laughs) is, we will be returning to the world of Batman Beyond, and maybe the Zeta Project as well. We'll see when we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But uh, looking forward to kicking off 2023 with another month looking at some of our uh, Batman Beyond reviews. It's going to be great. I cannot wait to cover. Same here. But until next time, I'm Liam. And I'm Cal. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the DCAU Review. Here's to survival.